Hey everyone, welcome to episode 117 of This Week in Marketing Show, also known as the Twim Show. I'm your host Sajid Islam and today I'll be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of July 11 through 15, 2022. Also a fair warning, uh, early on there's quite a bit of, uh, quite a few updates to cover this week, so this will be a lengthy podcast. So, you know, just be forewarned and with that... Let's dive in. So today, first off, we are going to start off with an update from Twitter. Twitter has introduced um, this feature called unwanted mentions. So the way unwanted mentions work is, and Twitter is calling it unmentioning, is that say I was going to tweet, send out a tweet, and I, you know, basically tagged 10 of my friends. And now all my 10 friends are going to get notified. And of course, you know, as anyone can comment, they get notified as well as, you know, they can reply and they can tag that person. And my friend Joe, who was tagged into my tweet, probably doesn't like that. And he uh, can go in and untag himself and unmention him so that, number one, he doesn't get the notification. Number two, no one else in the thread can tag him back again into that conversation, which is quite a uh, handy feature. So for example, in Facebook, we have this feature where, you know, we can tag 20 people in our post. And when we do that, we all get notified. Great. Now, if I was a celebrity and, you know, hundreds of people are commenting on my profile and obviously everyone's, I'm getting notified and it's just flooding my notification as well as creating like, you know, nuisance. So and obviously Facebook does not have this feature. Maybe it does. I just do not know about it. But Twitter has rolled it out and I like it. With that, let's move on to the next update. The next update is that now when you update, when you upload image into Twitter, it's going to prompt you to add all text descriptions. Now, what are all text? All texts are basically, uh, you know, like a brief text a brief text that describes what the image is all about this is actually helpful for people who are blind uh, so who cannot see the image and you know basically the you know computer usually takes the all text descriptions and try to describe that image to the person who cannot see this this is actually a good feature now facebook has this feature um, that they launched i think back in 2016 that's called uh, automatic uh, all text um, automatic alternative text uh, feature which basically again their ai takes the image and try to describe what is happening in that image to the person who cannot um, you know, see the image can at least figure out what's going on. Now, having said that, whether you are doing tweeting, whether you are in Facebook, whether you are on uh, Google, you should always use all text uh, to describe your images. It just gives you, number one, um, more reach, uh, higher in search ranking if you're playing the organic game. So there is no reason for you to not use all text. So Hope this helps you, this update from Twitter. When you update, when you upload an image on Twitter, they're going to prompt you. Nevertheless, you should always use alt text. With that, let's move on to the next update. The next update is like, you know, Netflix last month, I think they announced or maybe a couple of months back announced that they're looking at an ad supported tier so that, you know, obviously the cost of Netflix are going up. People are canceling the subscription, things like that. So Netflix kind of hinted at, hey, we're going to look at ad supported tier, which is basically like something similar to Peacock or Hulu where, you know, I think Peacock and Hulu, Hulu is probably not a great example, but Peacock is. So anyway, uh, what you're going to happen is you're going to see some ads and in result, you're going to get to see shows on Netflix for free. Now, 
Netflix obviously looked at different vendors or different partners, and eventually they have announced that Microsoft is going to be the par- uh, partner of choice, which makes sense because, you know, they looked at Google. Google has a competing product, YouTube. Uh, and obviously they looked at NBC Euro- Universal. They also have a streaming product. So again, it doesn't work. So Microsoft doesn't have any streaming product. So this is like, you know, very good. However, the details of this um, announce, uh, partnership hasn't been announced. But one thing I do want to share with you on this podcast is like, you know, if you want to have more reach and you want you think of you're going to plan to um, show your ads to users on Netflix, whether it's Game of Thrones or whatever it is, I'm not really up to date with Netflix shows. You want to start now. You want to start now because you want to be you want to be the early adopter and really take advantage of those low uh, cost per impression or low, you know, Again, as as the platform gets saturated, you are going to be in a disadvantage, right? Um, so having said that, start working with your marketing team, start with your vendors and make sure that you are well positioned so that when they, when they roll it out, you can be one of those early adopters. Okay, and uh, talking about video, YouTube this week actually explained their Apple's process for community guide violation. Uh, what is a community guide violation? Community guide violation is basically when a creator publishes content that violates uh, your web, the, um, YouTube's community guidelines, they will receive a strike against the channel. Now, there's only so many strikes you can receive before you get... Uh, you know, banned from YouTube. Now, so with that, YouTube kind of said, you know, here's Apple's process and here's how you can apply, appeal, not apply, you can appeal and then a human is going to review how long it's going to take, what's going to happen behind the scenes, things like that. So YouTube announced all those things. We are publishing a blog tomorrow, seven, actually not tomorrow, on next Tuesday, uh, which would be the 19th. Uh, so we will go in depth on this topic onto what it is, how does it work, who reviews it, how long does it take, uh, what happens if they denied, how many violations can you have before your account is banned, things like that. This is very important if you're on YouTube because, you know, you, you now you could say, hey, I don't publish anything that's wrong. Yeah, that is true. But what if you have a hater, someone who hates you and goes and does this, you know, just says, you know, this violates the terms of condition. Anyone can do that. And we have seen this. Like, you know, in fact, last week I saw a report where, you know, a channel that was streaming video or music and got this uh, DMCA takedown request um, that a streaming a music channel on YouTube that has been streaming for two and a half, three years, um, this creator, and then received this fake DMCA takedown notice from a company in Malaysia and YouTube took, yanked their channel out, right? Haters are everywhere. It doesn't matter in this day and age, you need to know your rights. You need to know how you can, uh, you know, how you can work around and how you can fight you know, bullshit stuff. So with that, definitely check out our blog, subscribe to our email list, marketandgrow.com. And, you know, you will get an email with all the links to the blog and, you know, you can stay up to date. Okay, with that, let's move on to the next update. Next update is Google Search Console Index Video. Google Search Console Video Index Report is now available, uh, which is obviously, first of all, you need to have video on your website. If it does, this is a report that's going to come very handy. 
linking YouTube video on your website is not considered a video. You need to have you know native video on your website. The report will help you uh, with how many pages um, Google has identified that as a video. So if those numbers do not match, you need to submit those pages back to Google for indexing. Uh, which videos were indexed successfully? What issues preventing videos from getting indexed? Now, if you don't have videos, obviously this option is not going to show up in your Google Search Console. If you're not using Google Search Console, then hey, you're just basically uh, driving your car without one of the, let's just say, speedometer or the fuel gauge um, not being there. And you're just kind of, you know, working uh, half, you know, you have a car that runs, but you don't really know how much fuel is in your tank and what's really happening. That's what it is. So with that, let's move on to the next update. Um, the next update is a few weeks ago, actually a couple of weeks ago, AREFs, which is basically a good uh, SEO tool, uh, published a report that says, you know, hey, 50% of the clicks uh, do not show up in Google Search Console, right? And you can say, hey, so you just told us to use Google Search Console, and then you're telling us that 50% of the reports do not show up. Now, this is to share, at least you get 50% of the data to see what's happening, who's coming to your site, what's being found, things like that. So you definitely use Google Search Console. But at the same time, AREFs has kind of you know, pointed out to Google, hey, Google, you're hiding 50% of these search queries. To counter that, Google came out and then basically updated their uh, documentation and says, you know, hey, before they used to say, hey, we only do not show clicks or queries that are rare. Now they're saying some. It's a very little minute change in the you know definition from rare to some, but what I want you to take away from here is that 50% or more data do not show up on Search Console. There is a way to see how much of the data you are missing out. We are going to create a blog slash a video. Again, there's a good reason for you to actually get on our email list because, you know, when the blog comes out, you can kind of figure out what's going on and how you can see how much of the data you're missing. That's one. Number two is use the data that you have, right? Use the data that you have and you just have to figure out the rest. But nevertheless, it's good for you to know that, you know, you might be missing data and you could just say, hey, I only see 70% of the data, 30% of the data Google is not showing to me. Let's just see what we can do about it. Next up is uh, talking about Google hiding things. You know, obviously, the U.S. Department of Justice, which is a pretty, um, you know, kind of co- similar to what uh, in other countries they have Ministry of Law or something like that, uh, has been investigating Google for some time because Go- they think, you know, Google is a monopoly. Uh, they hurt competition. They basically lock off other competitors from the market and they've been in- investigating. So Wall Street Journal this week, kind of said, you know, Google has proposed to the Department of Justice saying, hey, okay, fine, we will take split out our Google Ads business and put it under a different business unit uh, under the Alphabet umbrella. Alphabet is a bigger company and they've proposed this to Google, uh, sorry, Google has proposed this to Wall Street Journal and we'll see what happens, but the word on the street and the speculate, speculation is that on the Department of Justice will probably file a uh, lawsuit against Google asking the government or the court to basically break it up. Now, if you're wondering whether it's possible for the government or the court to break it up, the answer is absolutely yes. And we have seen this in the history as in the hist- in history, we've seen they've done that to Standard Oil, which basically was broken up. Uh, Standard Oil was owned by Rockefeller, one of the richest men on the in the US as well as in the world back in the day. And I think still today, uh, but 
the fact is that you know they broke up Standard Oil, and from where we came, we saw like all these other oil companies came up, Exxon, uh, Mobil, um, Citco, and all those different oil companies came up. So the government does have the power. Uh, Google and obviously the Google doesn't want to go through a lawsuit, uh, fighting Department of Justice because it's a lengthy lawsuit and anything can happen. So they're trying to kind of you know appease the government. But the point here is that you know as of right now. You want, even if you're playing in the Google field, which through Google Ads, you want to be very wary of what advice you take from Google or Google partners, because there is so much of, uh, you know, smoke and mirrors, uh, cloak and dagger, whatever you call it, is happening because you don't see the full data. Google is hiding. Google is controlling it. They're the auctioneer. They're the broker. They're everything. Okay. With that, let's move on to the next update. Again, it's on Google Ads uh, or Google Ads bot. Uh, the Google Ads bot has changed. The mobile web crawler has changed their ID. Well, what does it mean? If you have this ID hard-coded on your website, you want to update. So, for example, if you have logic on your code that says, you know, if it's um, in such and such person or if a request comes in from such and such ID, treat it as Google bots, you want to update that. Right. If you don't have it, then that you're safe. Um, why these IDs matter is because you want to, there are certain algorithms and certain um, components use this ID to identify, okay, this traffic request is actually from a bot. Uh, it's a Google bot. It's safe bot, but we want, don't want to count it or it's an unknown bot or whatever it is. There are many reasons uh, for which um, this ID exists. Uh, if you have it hard-coded, you want to update it. If you don't have it hard-coded, then that's fine. If you need to know what the new ID is, it's on our show notes slash as well as on your on our website. Go check it out. Next update, uh, this is actually a good update, which is in Google Business Profile. Now you can hide your address, uh, which basically means, you know, if you're a home-based business and you don't want to show your address uh, in the past, you would be like, oh shit, if I have to put my address in, I'm a home-based business, my customers and all the stalkers will get my home address and now they're going to show up and you kind of were left out from Google Business Profile. Now, Google has this option where you can actually put your address and then you can toggle it on and off. So you can put your address, you can get verified, have a Google Business Profile, but hide your address. It's a win-win. Uh, so if you're not using Google Business Profile because you're a small business and you don't want to show up your home address, now you have a reason to use Google Business Profile. Next up, uh, someone asked Google's John Mueller, hey, Google, is, C is CMS a ranking factor? So does it matter if I use WordPress or Wix or Square, Weebly? And John Mueller came out and says, hey, look, we don't care. We just look for information and SEO. If you're doing good SEO and you have the good structure, things like that, you should be all fine. Having said that, I will still be uh, biased towards WordPress only for one reason. I mean, you know, we have our website on WordPress. It is a headache. There's a lot of technology. There is a lot of uh, work behind the scenes, but I get a lot of options and a lot of things that I would not have gotten if I have a Wix website. All right, or a Weebly website or a Squarespace website. In fact, one of my um, business has a Weebly website and I kind of know the difference and I will tell you I would rather be on WordPress even though it's a little bit more expensive. It just gives me a plethora of options. Now, to a small business owner, probably doesn't really matter. Uh, stay with whatever it is. Just make sure you're doing the good SEO, uh, you're practicing good SEO hygiene. 
Next up, uh, someone asked again, uh, hey Google, is it bad to link HTTP pages? Now, HTTP versus HTTPS, um, it's something, you know, basically everything is HTTPS. HTTPS is a ranking factor. HTTPS basically ensures that the communication between your browser and the server you're talking to is encrypted as well as it ensures that, you know, if you're talking to Market & Grow, if you think you're talking to Market & Grow, you are indeed talking to Market & Grow. Like nobody is impersonating another, another website is not impersonating as Market & Grow. Now, someone asks, hey, if I have an HTTPS site and I'm linking to an external link, that's HTTP, will I get, uh, you know, dinged? Is it a bad idea? And John Miller says, you know, hey, it, that doesn't matter, right? Just make sure, uh, focus on uh, things that you control. Do not worry about things that you cannot control. If you want more details on it, it's in the show notes. So please check it out, the show notes for episode 117. And I'm going to try to speed up just because we have so many updates to go through. And I think I'm uh, I'm le- already at a 14, 15 minute mark. Okay. Uh, the other question that was asked to Google, hey, Google, uh, is it okay to delete that disavow file? What is a disavow file? Back in 2012, which is about 10 years ago, uh, Google did this update called Penguin Update. Google obviously names their updates um, with fancy names such as Penguin Update and whatnot. And what happened was this was in response to all this uh, SEO people, crappy SEO people putting like, you know, link to your website in different, you know, crappy, uh, you know, bad websites such as porn sites and uh, whatever spam sites, things like that. And to get backlinks and the more backlinks, because the idea was that, and at that point, actually backlinks was a ranking factor. So the more backlinks you had, the more, um, signal to Google like, hey, this site must be really great because all these sites are mentioning it. But then Google realized everybody was like, you know, basically playing this game where they would go uh, and add backlinks to all these porn sites and things like that and spam sites and then basically point back to the website and Google said, hey, hey, we're going to cut it back, cut it down. So they removed backlinks and they basically started penalizing sites uh, um, who got backlinks from low quality or porn sites. Now, obviously, a lot of people become a victim because number one, a lot of business owners came and said, hey, look, we didn't know this was happening. Our SEO guy did it, number one. Number two is, hey, maybe we have a hater um, who has been doing it and we just didn't know it, but we don't want to, we want to disavow that link saying, you know, hey, we do not know this link. Someone put it behind behind our back without our knowledge, without our permission. So don't ding us, Google. And there was a tool that Google created that we could upload a list of files, a list of sites where you don't want to, you want to disavow. Now, Google has said, you know, uh, someone asked, so is it still required? Do we still need to do it? Google saying, look, if you're a small business owner and you do not do like, you know, backlinking on purpose from spawn sites to your site and someone is doing it behind your knowledge or someone is just taking your link and putting it in there, that's fine. In small cases, in such cases, you'll be fine because we are smart enough. Our algorithm is smart enough to detect that and you don't really have to go into the disavow tool and upload a file and keep it there and things like that. You can go in safely, remove it. Now, before you remove it, you make sure you take a backup just in case you want to get back to in terms of what links you are disavowed and you kind of take it out from the system. Having said that, my expert opinion says that if you already have this file, leave it there. It's not hurting you, right? Why would you want to take it out if it's not hurting you? Uh, don't just go to the extra step of removing it and leave it in there. Nevertheless, it's always a good SEO hygiene that, you know, you check your backlinks once in a while, once a month, and basically make sure that you don't have any sites linking to your site um, that are questionable. Okay, hope this helps. Next up. Google adds three new metrics to GA4. The new three new metrics are bounce rate, 
uh, UTM term and UTM ad content as well as conversion rate. Now, GA4 is big because in about 11 months, GA3 is going to be retired. GA4 is the new GA. Obviously, these metrics didn't exist. Uh, and the way Google counts bounce rate is different in what they did in GA3. So you want to definitely keep an eye on if you're not on GA4, if this is the first time you're talking about GA4, guys reach out to us. We will help you. Uh, again, we are not trying to sell you anything. There's nothing to sell. We just want to help you because you want to be on GF4. If not, you're just losing the dashboard in your car. I don't know about you, but I, if I lose the, if I'm losing the, if somebody tells me I'm going to lose someone that Tesla is going to take away their dashboard in my car, I'm going to freak out. Right. So you want to do that? Check out our show notes. We're going to explain a lot more. We're going to write a blogs on this. Uh, follow us. Reach out to us, whichever you want. Uh, there's nothing to sell here. I just want to help educate you all and be in, make you more informed. Next up, uh, Google Ads and GA4 integration is now available in Ads Manager. In fact, I was able to do this uh, on Friday. I believe it's on Friday when I was able to do it. And now with that, basically, previously, you could not say, um, you know, use GA4 and Google Ads and see those data coming back to Google Ads dashboard. And it was kind of a nuisance because obviously we're moving to GA4. Yes, it was a GA4 is still half-baked. They're still adding functionalities, uh, but this is a good feature. So if you're using Google Ads, um, obviously, you want to start using GA4, link it, Start measuring the data. Make sure the datas in GA3 as well as GA4 are all matching up because you don't want to come on July 2023 and migrate over to GA4 and you don't have any historical data. You do not know if it's working or not. It's just more expensive. You don't want to do that. Next up, the, uh, Google has announced four new features in Google Ads Performance Max campaigns. They are seasonality adjustments, de data exclusions, uh, explanations, and optimization scores. Of that, I like that thing about seasonality adjustments and data exclusions because these are two features that you will use especially if you have a sale coming up uh, or you have a you, know, you think you're going to get a lot more traffic because it's a black friday event or you know prime day things like that data exclusions again you can tell google hey ex in exclude this data from this time period because you don't want to uh, you know you had issues with your sites and something unusual or un something happens again performance max is all about educating and informing Google's machine, artificial intelligence slash machine learning algorithm uh, on what, who's your customer, how it works, who you should take in and things like that. The more data you give, the better it works. Having said that, um, one thing I will tell you is I'm not a big fan of optimization score. Use it as a rule of thumb, do not go blindly with whatever optimization score tells you, but it's a good way to kind of tell you, huh, Google is telling it, me about it. Yeah, I know about it. Uh -huh. Oh, I forgot to check it. Let me go check it. Oh, I know about it, but I don't need to do that. Okay. With that, let's move on to the next update. The next update is, did you know there is an asset library in Google Ads? It's something new. Uh, it's in, you can go under tools and you will see new and Google asset library. Asset library is great. It's a central location where you can actually create and upload images and creatives so that when you, you can use that and anytime you're launching ads, you don't have to really go dig through it. There are other features about Google assets library. If you are doing display or YouTube ad, you should be using asset library. It's just easier central location or you could go to, um, digital asset management tool, uh, DAM, which is expensive and they're not really good creative solutions. Uh, or the other option is like, you know, you have some assets in your laptop, your 
designer has some assets and it's just scattered. So Google is making it easier so that it's easier to launch ads. You can just tell people, hey, asset library is an account level feature. So just dump it in asset library. You will just going to pick up. Uh, it just streamlines the workflow. Now, having said that, Google launched um, Ad Creative Studio, SES. SES, I signed up. It's pretty good. Right now, it's going to get great because uh, what it will allow you to do is it's going to allow you to like, you know, launch a campaign and change assets for that uh, campaign for video and display ads and change that assets uh, for a campaign and do tweak it. So it's kind of helpful. Uh, and then obviously it integrates with asset library, which I just covered and it goes into asset library. It's very, it's a separate sign up. You should definitely use it. We, I signed up. I like so far. Again, asset library right now, ad creative studio right now only works with, uh, video. They're gonna, their Google is going to obviously add the functionality for display very soon. It's too early to see, say, if, uh, asset, uh, ad creative studio is going to be any better than launching multiple, uh, uh, campaigns or ad types will remain to be seen. We need to test it. It's too early, but um, it's an option that's out there. You should uh, check it out. You'll be glad you did. Okay, with that, that's it for this week in marketing, folks. Uh, now you know everything to be in the know. I know this week we've been a lot more Google-centric. It's just so that happens. Google had so many updates, uh, nothing we can do. Uh, Try to bring other updates. There are other updates that I didn't cover because they were not... They didn't sound very important to me. With that, take care until next week. Bye-bye.